Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 11th episode of the Success Series. I'm your host, David Berg. I'm here with our co-host, Michael Konowski. Our guest of today is Bobby Hakimi. Bobby was born in Germany and now lives in the United States, here in Los Angeles. He instantly had successes in his early 20s, made millions of dollars, and then lost it, but has now come back with an eight-figure business in SaaS that him and his brother developed together. It's an honor to have him on the show here today. Bobby, the stage is yours. We'd love if you can expand a bit on your journey and how you got to where you are today. Thanks, thanks. Um, yeah, so I grew up, born and raised in uh, Germany, Berlin. I uh, lived there in a Jewish ho- housing because my, my parents didn't have much money. So in Germany, they substitute housing because of the, you know, their history over there. And so, uh, yeah, I was born there. Um, I went to Jewish school um, since first grade. And, you know, we learned everything about, you know, religion, writing and re- reading in Hebrew, all of that. Um, so, yeah, it was, it, was a, it, was, it was a good life. You know, Germany is beautiful. Even as a child, you know, there's a lot of things to discover. Um, I did have a rough childhood as, as, you know, it was difficult for my parents to not have their family around. My dad had, you know, very difficult job. He was working multiple jobs just to make ends meet. So uh, it was, you know, tough upbringing, but um, I always, uh, you know, stayed talking to God. You know, it was like when, when things were tough and I was hiding because, you know, there's fighting going on and everything. I would hide and I would talk to God in my head and I would just kind of give myself that, that, uh, assurance that it's going to be okay because I had nowhere else to go. And, uh, you know, I, I would always think I'm talking to myself, you know, like I'm in my head talking to myself, but I have, I would have full on conversations. I would say like, you know, like, I don't know. I'm so scared. I don't know what's going to happen. And this voice would say like, it's okay. Don't worry. I'm here for you. It's going to be fine. You'll be good. I'll take care of you. Don't worry. And, you know, like, you know, just be calm, be patient and things like that. Um, and you know, that was kind of me escaping and hoping that, you know, it's not going to get tough with you know with my with my dad afterwards so it's kind of like how things were and I remember as a kid we and me and my brother would always have like I was very entrepreneurial as a kid I was raised that way I was I was born that way not raised that way sorry born that way because as a kid I, I wouldn't have a lot of toys and you know my parents didn't have much money so I would find ways to trade toys I would like tell them look this toy is so cool give me it and then they're like oh my god I want it I'm like okay if you want it you gotta give me that toy so I would trade these toys, and the, and the parents of their of those kids would always come knocking to my parents' house, oh, like, or they would get some walkie-talkie, and I'll trade it for some stupid figure, you know? <laughs> yes, dude. So I, I know I always had that with me, and you know, I'd always bring my brother with me as well. And it was like times where I, I figured out how to laminate things, so I laminated these little cards, and I made memberships. And like, listen, if you want to be part of the membership, you have to pay it. So I like have these people like get this card, and they're of this, they're part of this cool club. And I have to pay, you know, to be in it. So that, uh, dude, I would do things like that. Um, and I remember me and my brother, we would collect the, you know, the Kinder Eggs. Yep. In Germany, they actually had real figurines. They had like um, these hard toys that they don't sell here because, you know, some kid might choke on, on it. it. Right. And we would collect them and it would actually become collectibles. And we'd go to a, uh, this, this, this show, I don't know what it was. And there was all adults, right, sitting around right. selling these collectibles. And uh, so me and my dad were there, and we would sell them and make a lot of money. Like, I remember once I made 200 uh, D-Mark, so that's the currency back then. Yeah. And it was a lot, because those things are like a dollar if you get them. Right. And so the way I would figure out to do that is I would get the eggs, and I would pop both sides, and I'd go like this. Ah, and if it goes tick, 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 then you, I knew exactly. I had one of those in there. And then sometimes they get caught up. So like, you right. can't do that. Like, oh, I didn't you know. You can't right. break the eggs. Exactly. So I've always had that with me, and, you know, my brother... 
obviously was, uh, you know, coming along and helping me figure this out and, and make this work, but I was kind of leading that uh, as, as older brother. And so that, you know, that was all done. We moved to the U.S. and um, I was 13. And, if, you know, I went to high school, straight to high school, which was tough. I was lucky because I learned uh, English in Germany. Um, they, they make you choose three languages that you have to learn since fifth grade, French, Latin, or English. And English was naturally the easiest language. So, uh, you know, I came to high school, and back then in Germany, I was popular. I was one of the cool kids. I knew everybody. And, you know, destiny is funny the way it works. It, you know, I come to school, and I see, wow, there's a thousand of me. Because in Germany, I was the hot person. Right. I was exotic. I was right. Persian. No way Persian. Remember, there was light skin. You were the only Yeah, person. exactly. And all the blondes were like, oh, my God. This, right. You know, I come here, and I'm like, this is crazy. This is You're one of a thousand, right? A <laughs> bunch of Persians. Like, what the hell is going on? I felt right. so insignificant. And right. everybody had their cliques. Because, you know, in high school, everybody's coming from middle school. Yeah. Everybody's like with their cool kids, and I would analyze the, the yard, you know, during uh, breakfast, I mean, uh, lunch or whatever. And I was looking, I was like, yeah, these are the cool kids, mm -hmm. these are these, that. And, and I never felt like I fit into any of them. So, um, you know, and, I, and in Germany, I was very fascinated when I was a kid about the internet. I think I was like 11 years old, and my friend, he had a computer, and his dad was a really big professor, so he had internet, which was dial up. But back then, dial up, the speed he had was like, it was so slow. I remember we would go to a website and it would take an hour for the website to load. So when he told me, like, because I, I loved uh, uh, computers and games when I was a kid, and I was like, what is the internet? He explained it to me and my mind was blown. Like, you mean you can connect from this computer to another computer? We don't know where it is and we can get information. They can talk to each other. To me, like, I was the most amazing thing I've ever learned about computers. Because first, all I knew is computers and a game is local. So fast forward, um, Germany, I'm in high school, and I'm like, oh, you know, I made some friends, but they're not really fun. They're kind of like the nerdy ones, which nothing wrong with nerds. I'm a big nerd. Yeah. I love nerds. Now that I know what's really cool and what's not, right. so the cool then, kids are the losers, not doing anything, and the nerds right. are doing good, right? Exactly. So, uh, oh, I was in high school. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but back then, I'm like, oh, these freaking nerds. Yeah. Like, I was right. in school. Not, you know, like, we didn't, I didn't know better. Yeah. So, so I was like, okay, this is boring. Let me go to, uh, let me go to uh, the library. And I vividly remember that moment. I walked into the library and I was like sitting down. I was like, oh, they have computers. And I find out they have internet. So I'm like browsing around. And back then it was Netscape uh, and Internet Explorers, I think, the browser. And, and uh, this guy next to me, he's like working on something. Sure. And um, I, was, I, was, I was like, what are you doing? And he, he's like, yeah, I'm building a website. And I was like, a website? What do you mean? I thought like only companies can make websites. You can make a website. He's like, yeah, it's a thing called GeoCities. It's like ages ago from Yahoo. And or GeoCities was his own thing. And I think Yahoo bought him. And so I'm like, okay, show me where. So I go and then I go home and I beg my parents, please buy your laptop. Please buy my What did it cost at the time? A lot. It was, it was like, lots, right? It was like 1500 bucks right. or something. And uh, have, you know we don't have the money. We don't have the money. Eventually, somehow to pull through. Really? So they got me a computer, and um, and then back then there was like Net Zero, which was free internet. You would get ads and everything, which was fine. So I uh, you know I asked them to give me another phone line, which wasn't that expensive. It was like six bucks because back then internet was through phones. And so I went on a computer and I made a website and I put some links to music files and games. And there was a tracker at the bottom, so I looked at the tracker, and then the next day I'm like, wow. There was 10 people, 10 people that came on our website. I was, I was amazed. I was like, wow, this is so freaking cool. I have people coming to my website. I build a website. I, I almost felt how famous. You, how did you build a website? 
When, did you have experience or? No, so um, it's weird. I would just view source in a browser and I would just look at the HTML code and I'm like- And replicate it on Yeah, I'm like, I see color red. So I'll change the color red to blue. I'm like, does it change blue? I'm like, wow. And then I saw font size 12. I'm like, let me make it 15. Let's see what happens. And so, yeah, oh, so, so I was born with, an, with a natural gift, which yeah. is not technology, reverse engineering. I'm really good at taking anything apart and then putting it back together and understanding exactly how it works. So that's what I was doing. I was taking this thing apart and uh, learning HTML, just kind of figuring it out. And I put basic stuff. And there was like also some like HTML courses, I'm sure, on, online. I don't remember. I looked at. So I made a big, basic website. And, um, and so, so it started getting more traction. So I'm like, you know what? If 10 people come, maybe more come if I add 20 more games. So I, I looked throughout the, webs uh, the internet for games. I would put the links of those games on my website. And more and more start coming. So, um, yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, this is really cool. I just love doing it for the fun of it. And then I would find other websites that also did the same and they would have a bar with all these links to other websites like ours and they called them the top five. So I asked him like, how can I get on that top five so I can get people to come to my website from yours? Long story short, I did that with a bunch of people and next thing my web, my website would get 10 hits, a thousand hits, 10,000 hits a day. It blew up, and, and throughout this process, the, the webmaster was a, was a small group of people. Um, um, yeah, so there's a small group of people, but they were all adults. They had no clue I was a kid. I had no clue that they were adults. I had no idea. I'm just chatting with them online. I have no idea. I've never talked to them, never seen a picture. And um, so this guy's like, why don't you put a banner ad on your website? I'm like, okay. Did you know what a banner ad was at the time? Like, yeah, no, I was like, well, why? Was like, you get paid. I'm like, okay, cool. So I put the banner on, and I'm like, listen, nobody's clicking on it. He's like, look, take the games, put it password, protect them, and tell them, go to this banner, go to this one page, and there's a word between this and this. That's the password. So I'm like, okay, so how do you password protect it? I don't know, figure it out. So I go online, the password protectors. So you have to set this little code on the server, da 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 password protect it. Next thing, they start clicking on the banner ad. About two or three weeks later, my mom gets a check for like 200 bucks. And she's like, what is this? I'm like, oh, I don't know. So I have a website. She's like, what do you mean a website? So I said, this is a real check. So I'm like, yes, please cash it. She's like, I'm not cashing. We're not legal here. We're still trying to get our like, uh, citizenship and green card. So my uncle opened up a company. And not to like let, drag us on, but the check went from 200, 2,000, 20,000. And it went on and on and on. At some point, I told my brother, listen, we're going to be the advertisers. Let's buy and sell advertising. We created an advertising company, got a software Paid like 50 grand for the software. How old were you at this time? Um, at this time, I was 16. Wow. 16 or almost graduating to 17. I remember when we graduated high school, about maybe like six months uh, later, six months to a year later, no, maybe two years later, my mom gave me a roulette and had one zero, 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 zero. She said, congratulations. And I never accessed the money. I didn't even know what the hell to do. Like, what is this? She's like, you have now a million dollars in your bank account. Like, t pay taxes. We had a million. It just like, that. like, yeah, just because I, I, I just love to do it. I never did it for mon money. Nothing I ever did is for money. If you do something for money, you're going to lose. Because you're not going to go through pain. The pain that you have to go through, the suffering, the certainty to keep, is you have to believe that this is going to happen. And if you don't have that certainty, there's going to be so many challenges that are going to come across uh, that you're going to get there that you're going to be like, screw this, I'm not doing this. Which is why I always tell anyone, Anything you want to do, if you don't believe in it, like this is the best thing that I don't care, I'm going to do this regardless of what anybody says. 
if you have that much certainty and, and, and belief in what you're going to do, it will eventually become successful. It's just a matter of time, you know? I mean, unless you like, I don't know, maybe draw and you're not the best artist. I don't know about art, but I'm talking about usually businesses because there's some occasions like, oh, you can build certain things. But even then, maybe at some point you somebody somebody somebody, kick you up. Right? Exactly, yeah. and you blow up, right? So it's just consistency and the same work over and over and over. You do that, eventually something will come out. There's no way you can put energy into something continuously and it doesn't return with something because energy really is never lost, right? right. So, so we did that and then um, and we went from like, we went at some point we're making like, I don't know, like 200, 500K a month. Are you kidding me? I was, it was from banner ads still? or the, Yeah. Ba 17 years old? Uh, no, no, no. At that point it was 2000. The, the peak of it was 2005. Um, how old was it? 2005. I graduated 17 at 2000. So five years on, um, when I was 22, 23. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and we're, we're roughly making, um, bringing in half a million a month or no, three, four million a year. So what is that? That's less 200 a month or 200 a month. Incredible. Yeah. And, um, and we start buying advertising. We start buying and selling advertising. We generated our own advertising. We had this little toolbar on the, on the browser. That if you install this toolbar, you get, I don't know, access to free music or something. And then that toolbar would pop up advertising. We didn't know what, what the hell we were doing. We're kids. Who knows about laws? Before internet. Spotify, before Mindscape, before... There was none of this, right? None of, no, yeah. back then, there was... Yeah. MySpace just came out. Okay. And we had some other ventures. It's funny. I actually had this thing called Hangout Spot, which was very similar to MySpace. It was like kind of a dating website at some point. It morphed into that. It didn't work. But Hangout Spot, which technically is just like MySpace. Wow. It grew. We got 50,000 members. I'm like, let's charge them. 50,000 members. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, let's charge them. And then it went to shit because it we didn't know what Nobody we wants doing. to pay and they just saw Exactly. It. <laughs> exactly. But, but it had we known, the user base right. is worth everything right you have an audience but we didn't understand that back then so what you guys were just building, building and that, and that was it just building and seeing what building and what and some things worked it was like at some point it was so cool because we wouldn't do all the building ourselves we pay people and it was like seeds we like throw seeds and you know like at some point like twenty five thousand dollars here fifty thousand dollars here and then boom this picks up now it generates twenty thousand a month at some point when you have a lot of money right. i mean back then it was easier because it was still very new but I think still at this point, when you have a lot of money and you still and you just intelligently put it in places, right. it, something will happen and it'll pop and it'll start making money. So that we we get we're on a roll basically. Like somebody was saying, like anything this guy touches turns into gold. At, at 22 years old, they were already saying that about. Yeah, this one guy because he knew uh, he knew um, how much money we we're making and he right. kind of was providing uh, data center needs to us. And I had a good he was a clo close friend, so I was telling him. Sure. And um, and so yeah, it was good, going great, but. Little did we know there's rules that are getting created. Like back then, there's a wild, wild west. So there's no laws. So I remember MySpace got in trouble for something similar to us. They sued them. It was uh, it was um, a news 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 corp or for, I don't know whoever uh, MySpace bought, which was Fox, right? So um, there is similar lawsuit as us. So it was them on the East Coast. Then it was us, me and my brother. They hit us. They raided really? our office. The, oh. the, 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 <laughs> there was like the chief office, chief police of Los Angeles and 20 cops raided our office. Um, then, the, then the, they came, served us, you know, usually get served with a paper or, or at least a folder. They served us with four boxes and a dolly. So they had already yeah. done all the, oh, seven months, seven months of getting us without us knowing. You're no idea. Prepared. No, this was like, boom, let's wow. hit them hard. Our bank accounts were uh, frozen. Everything was frozen. We had access to nothing. They come, then FBI comes. They're trying to like, I'm like, no, no, nobody's getting. Were you aware at the time that this is something that you could? No, I had no, no idea. Clue. I mean, I mean, 
It's like everybody was doing it, nice. and and there's no it's rule. Not, it's like an unwritten. It's an unwritten rule that you're yeah. like. Man. And it was all over the news. It was on, on on the LA Times. It was in Reuters. And people start calling us. Do you want to liquidate your stuff? I'm like this 22 year old kid. I'm, and, and I'm like, I'm just trying to figure out what the heck's going on. What the hell is going on? I take this one of the books. I open the dolly. It was yeah. all books, and I, it's a Federal Trade Commission. And when that happened, my heart dropped. I was like, okay, we're fucked. So you knew once you saw that. Yeah, I was like, Federal Trade Commission, right, Federal, I don't know. And then the, the, the freaking cops are coming. I swear there was a helicopter above us. I swear, mm-hmm. I swear, because I don't know, maybe I was paranoid, right. but there was a helicopter above us. And then I went to my uh, grandma's place because I was freaking out. There was a helicopter still above us. I, I thought they were following me. Who knows? I don't really know. It was like in the movies. Yeah. It was really crazy. So much... How much liquid cash did you have or prior to this raid? Like how much cash were you guys three holding? Three million. Three Roughly million. between 2.8 million, I think. Yeah. And they took all of it. They took all of it. Everything. Yeah. You, hadn't, you couldn't even save a penny from it? No. No. They, so I was also very arrogant, right? So that was, a t- that was around the time where um, all the like talking to God, connecting to God, I was out. I was like, God? I would tell my parents, go F yourself. I own you. I, had, I was a millionaire. I was a kid. 22 years. Right. I have $2.8 million in a bank account. I'm making right. about 100 k profit probably, right? Sure. I'm like, and then I, would, like, I bought a freaking brand new 7 Series. I was racing on a freeway. I got caught. I went to jail. Oh, you were going like, what, what, like 140? 140, like, yeah. yeah. And, then, and, and, and like, you know, I'm like, okay, uh, what do you have to do? Like, I would basically say, okay, whatever. Pay the lawyer. Pay this guy. I'll pay everybody. I'm, I'm God. I own all you guys. Listen to rap music, smoke weed. I'm like, I'm on top of it. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I'm God. Everybody's below me as like the worst ego. And so I think, and then, you know, fast forward when I studied Kabbalah, I I realized I'm like, oh, I suffered. I suffered when I was a kid. God said, I'll take care of you. He gave me a chance. I blew it. You know, it's like, it's it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, did God God give me better shame? How did that happen? And when you think back on it, you're like, what, what came first? Yeah, what came first? I don't know. So... So I, I figured, you know, I didn't deserve it. Sure. I had a chance. I didn't deserve it. Although I was smart enough. See, the thing is, I was smart enough uh, to have not had an ego, but I did. So. Oh, uh, really? You think that you, you think that, that, you, that. I knew what I was doing was wrong. I knew what I was being. You knew it was wrong, really, at the yeah. time. And you still, of course. See, I think truly everybody knows when they're doing wrong. I don't believe that people don't know they're doing wrong. They're lying to themselves. Everybody deep down inside. They have a feeling. If you do something wrong, right. you will feel you're doing something wrong. Either you either lie to yourself, you convince yourself, or you justify it. But your soul will never lie, and your soul makes you gives you signals. I think it like gives you this. That's your experience of it, but you're yeah. you're convinced that other people too have that same experience. I think so. Yes, I think yeah. I think people have it. They either disconnect from they 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 what is it called? Um, there's a word for it. They detach sure. from it, and and. Uh, and it's still there. They just ignore it. They learn to tune it out. So, so I, I was fortunate enough to be very religious, spiritual, whatever you want to call it. So I never lost that connection. But I just like at some point, no, actually I did. I cut it off at some point. But you still felt it. So you still felt you, it. Yes. So did you really cut it off? No, I didn't fully cut it off. But I ignored it. I'm like, this is bullshit. This feeling is, is made up. It's in my head. It doesn't exist. I make reality. Everything is random. Nothing is, there's no God, nothing. And I, and I even questioned it. I even questioned I remember once in my bed, I never forget, I'm like, this is crazy. I have all of this. Is, is this by accident? It must be random. I wonder if I lose it, will I ever get it again? Yes. And I'm like, this must be random. There's no such a thing as God. Wow. I remember in my bed, it was dark. I remember specifically, I'm like, I wish I didn't make that word. 
You remember that night? You can yes, see it. Yes, yes, I remember which side I was sleeping. I will never forget that because I'm like, wow, I jinxed it, right? Right. Um, so, so, yeah, so that happened. Um, I still didn't believe in God. I was like, you know, there's no God. It's all BS. And so that was 2005. So, you know, cousins like, hey, I need the software. And, and again, it's, it's destiny. It's so funny because just the things they work out, the way they work out is can't be coincidence. So the two languages that I learned, programming languages, and there's many, were Perl and PHP, right? These are the only languages I learned. I didn't know anything else. And I was really good at them. So my cousin's like, I need this software, this dialer, da 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 and, um, and so I'm like, okay, let me set it up for you. He's like, but this is open source one. The one that we have to pay is very expensive. Um, get, can you figure out this open source? I look at the code and I'm like, wow, it's written in Perl and PHP. Oh, you know. <laughs> Only languages I know, and this was 2006, seven. So there's a lot of other languages back right. you know, at that point. I'm like, well, I guess I, guess I can figure it out. I mean, I know the language. I set it up, and, and I remember when I had a deal with the, with the government, I said, whatever you guys do, you're not touching my service. I will, I will fight you on anything if you take my, take my Take my money. Take, take my, my money. Do money. not take my equipment. Did they let you do that? Did yes. They yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, we just want the money. Yeah, we just don't care about it. The equipment is useless. <laughs> so they left me with the 7 Series. I was yeah. broke driving. They left me with the 7 Series. Yeah, they left me with that because they don't need to ask us. What do they need to do? Like fixed up, crazy looking. So everybody thought I was rich as hell, but I was in reality broke. Driving 7 Series, and now I'm stuck with these servers. What I'm going to do? So I'm like, okay, let me set it up. So back then... I don't know if back then there was such a thing as SaaS. Maybe it was early on happening. So I didn't want to install servers in people's offices. So I installed a server, uh, installed a program on a computer on a server. And I said, go to this website, log in, and make calls. So um, there's also the web component, which I didn't know of. So he knew somebody that knew it. I learned it. I figured it out, and I set it up, and I got the system dialing. How quickly? How, how fast? Um, probably in like a three months period. Three months. You got it from a prototype or nothing. Too. Well, it was open source. The code was there, but I had to learn how to set it up, how to redocument, right. install the server, configure it. I don't know this, that. It was all like, you know, like Chinese to me. Right. At least a lot of the... Started doing it, hired some people, worked with some people we knew from the last company. One, one person, uh, you know, we kept. Got another partner. Eventually, right. those two partners didn't work out. Me and I kept going. Um, you know, started getting to a point where we started generating a million in revenue. Um, How quickly? Um, this million revenue, maybe after like two years, okay. uh, annually. Okay. When I would solve a problem, I would get such a high. Right. The high I would get, I haven't gotten in such a long time. There's no drug in the world that gave me the high. Because that high is like, it's like, I feel like, I mean, maybe it's bad, but I literally felt like godly. It's wow. like, wow, I did it. I, I figured it out without knowing nothing. And I figured it out. Like the, comp- the feeling of accomplishment is so important that I think once you do that in business, it's gonna it's like almost like a drug. Like I want to feel that. At some point, I think people when they have enough money, they don't care about making money. They want to have that feeling of like, damn, I, I did, did it again. Yeah, I, I did, it, did again. it again. Right. That that rush of succeeding is so exhilarating. It's amazing. When was the first time you felt that? The first time was making the website. It was the, the password when I password protected. Ah, okay. So that, that was a big jump yeah, yeah, between just yeah. doing banners, doing selling games to having all those results and it was a very big yeah it was, it, was, it was like i never knew technology back then so like how the hell do i password protect it so it's really good i'm like okay if i can do this i can do anything you know just gotta keep reading and hours on a computer i would go home from high school i would not do any of my work um i would st- sit on a computer until one in the morning and i would fail all my classes the only classes i was good at was like math sure and and, and art 
which, you know, there's some, I think the only reason the school is good is for discipline and consistency. You go to school to learn discipline and consistency because without discipline and consist consistency, you will never succeed. I had to learn, I had to pay a lot of, of experience and time for me to learn that. That took a lot of failure and losing money for me to learn discipline and consistency. And I'm still learning right. both of those. It's never ending. So if you weren't taught that way, why do you think you can be taught discipline and consistency in school? You're forced. You're forced to. Well, you can choose not to and then you... But that, yeah, yeah, but you should understand you yeah. want to go to school so you can test if you have the discipline and consistency skill. Yeah, just prove that you can do it. Because if you can commit and consistently do something, that's like the basic foundation of any business. If you can't commit and you can't do something consistent and have structure, right? right. You, there's certain ways of structuring things. They teach you all of that in school. School is there for you to learn how to run a business, not to learn a skill. Unless you want to become a doctor, a lawyer, whatever. I think more it's like that's the only benefit out of school, right. in my opinion. So, um, yeah. If you were to go back to the early days, is there something that you could have done differently to have had success quicker? What are, what are some of the bigger challenges that you faced that you weren't necessary? I mean, back then, if I had a mentor, really? Oh my God, are you kidding me? That's the sad thing. These days, yeah. nobody appreciates anything. Back then, we had nobody. The internet just came out. Nobody knew. Like, all the big businesses around the place, but there's no freaking... I always wish I had a mentor. I always wish there's, like, somebody I can go to, tell me, what am I doing wrong? Guide me. That's now you I, have access to all of it as a 20-year-old, but people, it's too much that they don't even know what to do with it, right? It's, yeah, because you go on Instagram, all these millionaires doing content. Like, now the youth is giving their time and energy to something that isn't really high value that gets these people paid. And everybody's looking at these like only fans and God knows what and like, oh my God, look at them. But that it's not real, right? It's, 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 it's not adding value. Right. I mean, I guess it is to the younger generation. There's no value. It's just right. lust and, 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 you know, 1% fulfillment. Yeah. For a teenager who uses a lot of the internet and um, tries to expand their knowledge on business and success, what would you say, what type of content in your opinion is value and what type of content isn't in value? Hmm. See, I think... There's a lot of people that, like Jordan Peterson, for example, or even even uh, Andrew Tate, right? Which is you know has, has a lot of bad stuff, but you know people like that. There's the good and the bad, but they're still good out of the person that says like, oh, don't have a wife, have hookup with him. But when you listen between the lines, you're like, okay, there's something there. I see. There's like there's people who speak up. There's a reason why somebody has an audience. Either they're selling their body. Right? They're selling music or they're selling knowledge. If they're selling knowledge and they have a big audience, there must be something there. There's no way that they don't have some value because obviously people are listening to it. You think a facade alone is not enough? You can't drive a Bugatti and say that you're this and that and draw an audience through that. Do you not believe that's the case? Like leveraging your 1% assets to attract the following? I mean, there, there is. It's those kids and they show up everything. It's not a, but there's not enough of that market, right? It doesn't bring value. It's just like, it's entertainment. Mm -hmm. What they're selling is entertainment. So yes, I can go on Instagram and watch these people and get entertained, right. but am I learning something? No. So I guess that's a good point. If you go and you read and you go on content, if you're entertained, you're wasting your time. Mm -hmm. If you're learning something... Also, the other thing is I listen to a lot of these people and they say something. They're like, oh, this and this and that, this, this therapist or this psychologist or this data. Wow, sounds interesting, but I don't know if it's real. I go on Google and I research. Is this guy legit? Is he not? Is this fact? Is the information saying fact? And then also, 
you know, when you check, you got to look at multiple sources. Where is the source? Is it reputable? Even then, you got to question everything. But at least, like, I, I dig. I'm like, okay, and that's how you, you know, you can educate yourself on a lot of this content. Right. So, I think those are better content. Um, con- if you're going to look at any content on Instagram, look at that. Right. But still, that is also limited. Right. So to go back, I think, because we brushed on it briefly, to make that money at 20-something years old and then lose it all and get raided, that can be so emotionally damaging that somebody might never even want to pursue another business. And then you, six months later, you jumped into a new business. Did you, was there no fear? Was there no anxieties? Like, what, how did your mind tell you, you know what, that happened? I'm just going to move on and get on to the next thing. Well, I, it's like tasting crack. <laughs> Once you've tasted crack... <laughs> You'll do, anything to, you'll do anything to get it again. <laughs> really? Of course. I mean, if you've had a taste of success, yeah. I, mean, I mean, unless somebody's, I don't know. I mean, some people, mental capacities, maybe they get destroyed. Sure. For me, if I know I've been able to climb a mountain right. and that mountain gives me what I want and I fell down. I'll well, climb up over and over, over and over again. Yeah, why? Because I know I can do it. Right. What's stopping me? You know, I've already gone through the pain. I know the pain I'm going through. I'm willing to go through the same pain again. Right. When you were younger, was there no doubt you were going to be successful? Did you know 100% or was it? Yeah, no, I have no. But yeah, I I never have doubts in anything really. I have a little bit and then the fear comes in and maybe I talk to somebody. You're able to just push it away pretty quickly? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, sometimes less quickly. There's sometimes phases where I go for like three, four weeks, you know, two months sometimes even. I'm like, oh my God, this is it. Like, I mean, I can't move forward. And then at some point I get tired of it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You're miserable but right. what what are you gonna you're do you're just gonna sit in it right exactly and then i get upset that i'm sitting and i'm like right. f this i'm gonna get up and do something about it right. so you know sometimes you need breaks you get burned out you know it's it, getting burned out doesn't mean you stop you just slow down a little bit and reprioritize and analyze everything i think burnouts are are are, are indicators for you to figure out how to reprioritize everything mm. so it's a good thing actually huh? it's, it's a good, a good th- thing yeah because it tells you Listen, whatever you're doing is you're stuck in the same place, burning out, right? You're burning your tire and you're stuck. Stop for a second, figure out what's wrong. Why are you stuck in this place? So that's kind of what, you know, and and, 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 and then reassess and now move forward again. Many other people are younger than I am and don't have mentors to talk to. How can they safe out whether an idea is a good idea or a bad idea before launching it? Start something and fail. Yes, because... Because the first thing I did, yeah, I mean, it, it was nice, but then I had to keep pushing it, pushing, pushing. And as if you can get a business going, even if it's not very successful, at least you've gone through the experience of what it takes to run a business. Support, you know, like, like, like whatever it is in our case, onboarding, development, pricing, sales, marketing, um, you know, all of those uh, parts of it, you'll be doing yourself. But at least you get the experience of it. And, and although it may or may not be successful, that knowledge is what you're getting and you're paying for it with time. And hopefully whatever you're investing in will make something out of it. But maybe as you're doing as you learned how to do it and now you find another opportunity and be like, you know what? I can take all these resources and direct it to that. Mm -hmm. That, I mean, that's what we did with with my brother. We started this company and we started the software, but the software was one thing and then we had to pivot. We had to kind of change the software to do this, to do that and build this and that on it. So we had a little platform. We got lucky. We Build it on the platform, sure. But 
the initial concept was not that you were working with mortgages and then yeah, exactly. it's got nothing to do with mortgages today. No, it was not, a, absolutely not. 2008 nothing. crash would have, would have killed the we, business. We literally, we killed all, it killed all of our business. Yeah, half of our business was gone. So how did you, So then we're like, okay, well shit, now what are we doing? Now we got to diversify. Can't put all your eggs in one basket. So right. then we called it market dialer. We changed it and it was like for any market. Sure. And then, you know, like that's, that's kind of the hardest thing about being a founder. Nobody knows how difficult it is. Everybody will criticize you. They, you're never good enough. You're always the problem. You're never going to be able to help everybody. There's always somebody that's unhappy or jealous or believes that they deserve everything. They deserve all that you have. It's horrible. It fucking sucks. I don't think anybody who's, who, I don't know, maybe something, yeah. there's always somebody after you trying to sue you, trying to screw you ungrateful like you will never be appreciated get used to not being appreciated get used to getting shitted on really even even, as a if, even even there's people that love you there's yeah. good you have a good leader, you have a lot of good people after, uh, behind you but you still have people that are not going to like you there's always somebody like going to criticize you it's the opposite of what the public perception is of a founder you think the founder is in the high horse and gets all the respect and gets all the the furthest thing from it I mean, they'll get the respect if, if you're a really good leader people right love you. but you still get all the, all that with it. there's there's always somebody that's unhappy how do you deal with that how do you deal with criticism or those type of, I'm sure it's not easy at all. Yeah, I'm still figuring out how to deal with it. <laughs> it's like, it hurts, but I think it's like recently I just got so tired of it. I'm like, yeah. you know what? It must be true. So now I got to take it serious. Like there's no more hiding from it. It's there. It's being, it's there for a reason. There's something you're doing wrong. Right. You are doing something wrong. If it's perfect, why would they complain? Now, yeah, there's always toxic people. You can get rid of them, but sure. We don't have toxic people in our company. So when people are, are, are unhappy, I can I, I see it now. Yeah, there's a lack of organization. There's a lack of leadership. There's a lack of structure. There's a lack of education. There's, there's always something missing, which is why they're there. Right. So I think like the, the most important thing is when that happens, you, which I haven't done a good enough job in, and I'm doing better now, is you just got to listen to everybody. Right. Don't worry about solving everything right then and there because you can't. But people want to be heard. They want to, they want to know that you know that they have a problem. And as long as they feel that you're, that you're hurt and they know that you know, they tr I think mostly they trust you that eventually you're going to take care of it. Because why wouldn't I want to fix it? If the company is hurting, I'm going to be hurting. I'm going to lose. I would love to know. Um, you mentioned before your relationship in the past with the creator, how you would speak to, your, speak to yourself thinking you're talking to yourself, but really was the creator. Could you share with us what's your relationship today with the creator? Uh, light. Yeah. Um, I'm still blocking it out. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sometimes here that I do talk, but I, yeah, I'm still not, it's scary. What's the creative for you? What is that? Is it an energy consciousness? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like this being that is pure. Like if I ever ask anything, I will get the most purest answer. And it's within you, right? Yeah. I think everybody has, everybody's pure inside. We're all, that's what I'm saying. We all know it just matters. Do we stay connected to that pureness or do we block it off and eventually become numb to it and don't even know that it's there because we created a whole new reality. I, I, I'm, I'm aware of 100% of the mistakes that I make and I consciously make the mistakes. Now, hopefully I don't get the negative side effects as much as, you know, but, but I, no, I do see them happen. The, the, the more I learn is the, the faster the, the, the effect of the negative thing comes. Like, okay, I messed up about three, four months ago, I was going crazy in the company. I was upset, yelling, and now I'm suffering the consequences. Our company's not doing good. 
right? You know, it's like, it's, we're suffering and, and I have to go through the suffering for a while. But now it's a wake up call. Now I'm like, okay, you know what? Get your shit together. Right. You want to be a big boy? You have to act like one. So now I'm like fixing it. Do you think one can be happy without spirituality? No. Impossible. Yeah, I don't think so. You have to have something. I don't know. Like something, something higher than yourself. Something that, yeah, no way, no way. Everything else, you'll use like logic to make up but logic doesn't work right you can't log you can make you can't use logic to be happy right it's impossible because because logic is one and zero yes and no it, it, spirituality is one and no it's both <laughs> logic you can only have one truth in spirituality there is no one truth there is it's just fluid it's it's different i don't know how to explain it the same thing could be true with the same answer and it could also be not true right like both i don't know if that makes sense it can both exist at the same time yes exactly most of the people we, that are watching this podcast are 18 to 25 to 30, as you mentioned. They have no guidance in life. They don't, even if they have mentors and they, have, they come from a wealthy family, they have no clarity on what they want to pursue. What would you tell them as far as determining what area of life they should invest their energy into? Well, go to the fucking gym. Mm. Go to the gym. I think the gym is most important thing. I would honestly say it's yeah. the base of everything, even before spirituality. Because what happens is, and I'm not saying it's more important than sure. already, but it gives you structure. Uh, it, gives you, it gives you a routine. The most important thing in life is a routine. If you have a routine, you will build on that routine. The gym gives you a routine. You wake up every morning, you, you know, take a shower, get ready, go to the gym, and you stack on everything else after that. You do that consistently every day. You work on your body, your mind is healthier. Your body has to be top-notch for your mind to work well. If it doesn't, so that I would say the first thing is go to the gym every day. Even if it's walking on a treadmill, I don't care. Start something and do it every day and then start stacking things on top of that. And, and, and so, yeah, I mean, if I had to choose one or the other, I would say just pick spirituality, of right. course. But I think uh, for the younger generation... It's an easier... It's an easier... It's really, yes. And then once you have that consistency, start, being, start adding things on. Literally, your whole day is the same. I mean, you know, not the same meetings and not the same things. But you, you learn, okay, 9 to 10. When I'm saying consistency, be at the gym every day at 9. Not 8.45, not 9, 10, 9. 9 to 10, exactly every day. So this teaches you, I have to plan around it. I can't go out tomorrow. If I'm going to go to sleep late, I'm going to have to wake up late. I'm going to suffer because I'm going to be tired. I'm still going to go. You're going to have to pay the price to suffer if you don't plan accordingly to make sure you go to the gym at 9 o'clock. So that, that was a huge game changer for me. When I started about six years ago, Everything changed. Every I wish I would have started going to the gym when I was a teen. Sure. It would have made a huge difference. So go to the gym, consistent, pick an hour, do it in the morning. Don't do it in the evening. It's horrible. I, I, I very much go against it. Um, take your vitamins. You know, do blood work at least every six months or a year. Make sure everything is good, and and then start from there. And that consistency and dedication. Once you learn how to do that, and I don't, I I skip the gym maybe once a month. Really, you're that consistent every. When I go when I go to uh, vacation, I find out where's the gym around, and I still do it. So you don't like if you're either sick. The only time is when you're sick, or God forbid, somebody died. Those are the only excuses. Yeah, you know that's it. There's no other reason. Right. And then from there on, you stack everything on it and start adding spirituality, school, studying, whatever it is, because you know you've learned that consistency and dedication and commitment. And once you learn that, everything else is just the same process. On that note, do you believe it's possible to build a business and have fun simultaneously? No. One or the other? Yeah. If you want to have fun, go get a job. Mm.
if you want to build a business, it's everything that's your You're going to suffer. You're going to feel like shit. You're not going to have friends. I didn't have friends for 10 years. Really? Yeah, they're, when I lost everything, I put my head down. Fuck everybody. I was broke. What was I going to do anyway? Driving in a seven series and I couldn't pay for a fucking meal. You uh, could go. Yeah. yeah, no, it was no choice. No, no, there's no fun. If you want to, if you want to be successful, you're going to go through pain. If you don't want to have pain, get a job. It's fine. Not every, not, it, creating a business is not for everybody. And it shouldn't be for everybody. Because if everybody's going to start a business, it's going to work. So, so no, if, maybe you're, you can still make millions being a banker or whatever else, yeah. right? Yeah. doesn't mean you need to start a business to become successful. Right. You can work for somebody and probably make more money than start your own business. But you know, some you need to be a boss and some you don't need to. So you got to figure out what that is. Bobby, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. You. This will be one of many episodes we do yeah. together. If you guys enjoyed, share with your friends. Bobby has a tremendous story, so much to learn from. Again, if you're looking to be an entrepreneur, Bobby's your guy. Um, we'll be back on episode 12. We have a very exciting guest, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys soon. Thanks, Bobby. Yeah, thanks.